Welcome to Triskelion. The Black Citadel Ringworld was more of an orbiting platform than a genuine ringworld, but what a massive platform it was, with artificial domes and riverways, artificial jungles powered by artificial light and heat, powered by energy converted from a black hole's gravity well, and millions upon millions of the Triskelion living for decades and decades. As time wheeled forward, robotic terraforming continued to build the plates, maintain the artificial gravity, mine asteroids, and process the materials, while the Wolven, Rakal, and humans lived on the plates. They searched for meaning in this last refuge. The result was best distilled with this famous opening quotation from the Wolven play titled The Comedy of Man. After man ascended to the stars and built colonies across the spaceways, he felt like a god. To his dismay, he found the same old rat bastard looking back at him in the mirror every damn morning. Triskelion 17, Jaguar and the Living Brain You aren't going anywhere. My state-appointed crash guardian screamed at me. I knew he was still winding up. I'm the senior accountant in this home. Senior, you little shit genius. You think the world owes you shit? You're shit. That's what you are. That's what you'll ever be. A lousy, lazy shit at that. He was almost frothing at the mouth. He had to work himself into his violence. I think the rage was his excuse to give himself permission to beat me. He sputtered at me. Ugh. Uh, come here. You need a smack, you do. I most definitely did not need a smack. Particularly from a crusty, pot-bellied 50-year-old who outweighed me by 150 pounds. He wore the gray, coarse fiber shirts handed out by the dozen from the local Krebs factory outlet. How he stained them with the slop from his dinners was one of the perpetual, pathetic mysteries of my life. He was still on the couch, but I was already planning my exits. Our living space was tight with drab, dirty vanilla walls and clutter. Boxes, tablets, old clothes, dirty dishes all strewn about despite, or maybe because of the disposable conveniences of modern life. My guardian was really trashed. Not that that was too unusual. It was tax time and he'd spent it trying to figure out loopholes to keep more of his government dole. Somehow, his math difficulties after six fingers of whiskey were my fault. Soon as I had my own dole at 20 years of age, I qualified. I was out of here. But living space was a premium, and I was too scared, too sane to live in the wilding tenements that were available for free. I did have a better idea for a squat, though. I needed to evacuate before my 20th birthday. My solution was conduit living, otherwise known as living in the cracks. The platforms were not only kilometers upon kilometers of living space, they also descended kilometers beneath the surface floor of the plates. Conduits carry sewage to recycling plants. Conduits carry water and power. Deep bunkers had been put up by the rich and abandoned when society stabilized. And a thousand other reasons why people and bureaucracies needed to burrow. Not the least reason was access to the rods on the very underside of the plates, along with the colossal machinery the government used to shepherd the gravitonic rods. A bellow interrupted my thoughts. Run to the store, you shit! Pick up my order! I'm not paying for a tramp to the door! Get moving! I said, did I say I wouldn't go? Oh crap, that was too confrontational. I just landed myself another beating. He was coming over, I'm sure. My heart started racing. Yeah, sure enough, he levered himself up from the couch, walked toward me stinking of onions, B.O., and beer. 
bloodshot eyes peeked out of a hateful piggy stubbled face. Maybe I should go now, but my feet were like lead and my resolve was weak because until I turned 20, I couldn't even get an anti-assault gun. I really didn't want to live in the conduits at night without access to exits with no hardware to defend myself. Jim snarled, what, what, you give me lip? For a drunk, he could swing a fist. Pain flared in my jaw and teeth. My head snapped back by the force of the punch. That fist colliding with my face decided it for me. It's living in the cracks for me. Flark, I am so out of here. The close-up smell of cigarettes and beer breath whacked me almost as hard as his fist. The shouting I hated even more, somehow even more than the fist. Well, no. That Flarkin fist really hurt. Still throbbed, my jaw was killing me. My state-appointed guardian kept trying to educate me by shouting, What is so damned hard about getting this place cleaned up? You live off my check. I'll have my own check soon enough, I muttered. Moving air into my mouth set my tooth screaming at me. You'd think a busted tooth would teach me to shut up. Oh God, why am I so stupid? Why can't I shut up? Why do I have to justify myself to an ass like Jim? I felt the tooth chip and tasted the blood roll about in my mouth. Oh, it hurts. I hate my life. He followed through with an uppercut, and this time he gave me a stronger wallop. Bastard must have really leaned into it. Flog you! I tried to shout despite the pain in my mouth and despite the fact I knew I looked up at him with weepy eyes as blood gushed out my nose and into my mouth. I couldn't even read his eyes looking down at me. Was it disgust? I couldn't even tell. My ass was now firmly planted on the floor. I tasted plenty of copper. I started to scrabble back to my bedroom and managed to slam the door behind me. Damn, the door lock would recognize him. Screw technology. What I wouldn't give for the metal bars I rigged up at the entrance of my conduit hidey holes. Jim shouted through the door. You think I'm done? You think I'm done? Don't you run from me. I shrank a little inside. Somehow hiding behind a door made it worse. I quickly pushed aside my dirty laundry and pulled out the vent and scrambled down. Behind me, I heard him accuse. Running away again? Running out on me? I see you. I know about your damn hidey holes, you punk. I dived down and ran when I reached the first access way conduit. It was dark, but the tunnels were air and electrical conduits, walkways with access hatches, and plenty of vents. They went on forever, constantly being robotically auto-expanded so glad to escape the smell of smoke. I looked back and saw the light from my guardian's hovel. Guardian, what a stinking crock. I'm just glad my extra cash from the state helped him amass his beer gut. He couldn't fit his fat belly into the vent, and I knew he'd opt for waiting me out. He'd assume I'd come back. I always had. He didn't reckon on how much I put away in ten years, though. I'm a pack rat. A capital city pack rat living on plate four. I always wanted to view myself as a jaguar, stalking the kilometers of conduits beneath the platform that crisscrossed BH, or the Black Hole Citadel, as the core governmental platform was called. Sure, some thought BH stood for butthole, as in we were at the butthole of the universe. It was more than just a metaphor since we orbited a black hole. This was the last stop for unity. We, humanity, recall, woven, had been routed by the Arthro, gotten our asses kicked, long before I'd even been born. All the planets, I'd only seen them on vids, were long dead, covered with an inert layer of rotting Arthro scum. The bugs had devoured the biomass of our civilized worlds, but the Citadel wasn't the butthole of the universe. It wasn't Loserville. 
The Citadel was a massive metal jungle, and I was a jaguar who could prowl the conduits. I longed to be a compact, muscular cat, predatory and hunting. This underjungle dwarfed even the Amazon plate. After all, the conduits ran under the Amazon plate itself. The whole world orbiting BH was made of plates, and all the plates were rifled through with conduits. Underneath the surface of the plates ran the circulatory system for the world. The metal jungle encompassed even the real jungles on platforms 6, 2, and 7, though I'd never been there to see them. There were constricted serviceways and cavernous auditoriums that went on further than the eye could see, sometimes with no other purpose than structural integrity. I wanted to be a jaguar. But the reality was I was a 19-year-old dumpy, soon-to-be-on-the-dole pack rat. I'd only explored maybe five kilometers at most. Still, that was far enough to escape Jim. Even though I knew I needed to run away, who knew what waited in the darkness? To enter the conduits where society cracked, flaked, and burned away meant any psychopath, any killer, or just plain old bully could take me out. I had no illusions I could fight. I was an accountant, raised by, well, well, raised by a flarking bastard accountant. Now I was already huffing and puffing. I'd gone at least a thousand kilometers. Well, more like two. I'm sure he had tired of shouting and turned back to his drink. At least his shouts of, you flark, you punk, you git, you arse, you thief, were gone finally. I was left with the dirty echoes of them in my mind. I slumped my head down next to a vent and let my consciousness slide out of me. The cold metal grate felt so good. Nothing at all. The quiet, soft machine hum of the conduit sounded so good. My head throbbed, and it pounded. No, not a hangover. I wasn't a drinker, of course. Uh, what had happened to me? Oh yeah, I got clubbed by Jim, my role model. The air conduit had a cool breeze, and it was easier just not to move and let my eyelids stay put. Voices. Two voices. The same voices? Having an argument? Politics? Uh, political talk plus a headache? How did I ever deserve this? Now she's begging? Now that's something you don't hear every day. Someone begging to themselves in their own voice. What the hell? I'm getting curious despite the throbbing through my bruised jaw. I remembered I'd broken a tooth or had a tooth chipped out of me. I need to get to my stash where I had credits and painkillers, but still... Who bothered to beg about politics? The Black Citadel was run by Marshal Gorobabadarun. Always was. Everyone expected that Chief Lizard would always be our leader. The ladies' voices were getting louder. All in pursuit of more knowledge. All in pursuit of options. And you sit there and naively judge me and tell me, me, that there must be another way? There is no other way. I wondered, no other way to do what? What are they talking about? Look at it this way, 268. At least one copy of us will survive. A sexy clickety-click of high heels against the wood grain floor and then the shush of the door opening and closing. Guess I woke to the last act. I started the painful process of levering myself up. My sweat had gone cold. All my body was so sore between the beating and passing out on a steel walkway. Suddenly, her voice drifted up through the grate. Who's, Who's up there? Can you hear me? I froze. How the hell had she heard me? Oh, shit. Well, what the flark, right? 
I think this was the begging one, the one called 0268. Maybe she's hurt or imprisoned? She certainly sounded frantic and dominated by that other bitch. I wanted to leave. My jaw was really throbbing. Help me, she cried. <sighs> well, it was easy enough to unscrew the vent. My pack rat expertise made this easy. Even knew what wires were safe to cut and which I had to push aside to shimmy into the room without alerting an auto technician. Poking my head down into a crowded room that looked like a science lab. I really didn't want to see what I saw. A brain in a transparent plexaluminol suitcase resting on a table. Gross, I exclaimed and winced as air rushed past my tooth. Tubes and gurgling sounds and, for crying out loud, LEDs ran around the inside of the case, lighting it up. The case held bobbing bits of flesh suspended in soup. It even had a bloody handle on top. You gotta be kidding me. I winced again at the pain in my jaw. The suitcase warbled at me. Who's there? Please help me. I watched a camera on top of the suitcase swivel toward me. It was creepy. I asked it, can you see me? Who the hell would do this to someone? Obviously, this brain case was set up as a mockery. Running lights? Really? That's just... It's not even sick. The voice was clearly feminine. What kind of sick flark? She... It spoke again. Please, you must help me. She's going to blow up the platforms. Obviously, it was wired for sound, but how did she... The brain... Not go crazy. Who did this to you? Who de... What would the word be? Debrained you? Filleted you? Who disembodied you? The suitcase said disembodied. Ah, no, no. I'm an organic AI. I mean, I want a body again, but no, please. Listen to me. There's not much time. I'm 0268. Zero squared. That other lady who left. Other lady? Really? The AI brain considers herself a lady, modulates her voice, but it has no body. Okay, okay. An AI this advanced was way illegal, as in walk the plank to the big hole just for possessing one. What a freak that zero-squared lady must be. The suitcase ignored my wandering thoughts and said, She's going to blow up Unity Platform. That's impossible, I said. You're crazy. Well, crazy really wasn't applicable to an AI, was it? An AI went wherever its programming went, right? I replied, each platform is 500 square kilometers of tistrandium and plexa aluminum. Nevertheless, the suitcase said, she's going to overload the rods on the underside. That stopped me. I asked, can she even do that? I mean, I know, well, I don't know. I mean, every kid's taught that the power to run the platforms comes from the underside rods, but the suitcase speaker suddenly bellowed, boom, yes. Boom! We all go boom! Get me out of here before she gets back! Oh, I don't know about this. I asked, how? And go where? It cost me nothing to humor it. It said, I have a handle. Just use your eyes. Unhook me. I'll direct you. I need access to the Citadel infrastructure. Do you want facilities root access? I can give you that. We can get that. We need to get that. Or else. I tried to finish and asked, or else boom? I made a boom gesture with my arms flinging them out. Not sure if her camera lens could take that all in. What a cuckoo AI. The suitcase said, root or boom? Your choice. Start extracting me and tell me about yourself. How'd you end up in the conduits? What's your name? 
Jack, I said, but my mind was racing to the future. Root. 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 With root access, I could set up the finest, most secure hidey hole in the conduit. I could get my hands on all kinds of hardware. I hurriedly followed 0268's directions and unclipped her. I pulled her up behind me as I gave her the life of Jack Paul in 50 words or less, which was easy enough to do. That brain was heavy. I pulled her, the suitcase, up into my conduit like a jaguar hauls up its prey, pulling and dragging and tugging it through the vent. With this brain, I can be the jaguar. I'm finally free and I'm never going back. End of Triskelion 17, Jaguar and the Living Brain. Check out the Gateway Beyond Facebook page or follow the Gateway Beyond podcast feed for the upcoming podcast, Slop Job. Chapter 4 of the Flesh of My Flesh story in this special Black Citadel arc in the Triskelion multiverse. Thank you for listening. I'd love to hear your comments or feedback either on Facebook or Podbean.